want you to take a moment and think about something that you have learned in your lifetime that's made a huge difference. Perhaps it was a book you read, maybe something you experienced. Perhaps it was a conversation that you had with somebody. Think about what you learned from that experience, that encounter, that resource. What impact did it make on your life? What impact did it make on your relationships? Perhaps an impact that it made on your health or on your career. We can never underestimate the power of learning, the power of learning something new, the power of being exposed to new people, new ideas, and the impact that that, I, that only that has not only has on you as an individual, but also on your community, your family, the world around you. I'm so excited to introduce this special group of people today for the special edition, edition of Time to Come Alive. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Valerie Hope and I am your host. And Time to Come Alive is an opportunity every week to become more conscious, more connected, and more creative. We have a special edition because I have here the, the group of students from the entrepreneurship class at Gray Matter School and their fearless teacher, Dr. Jonathan Hotchberg. First of all, just want to start off by saying I met this fantastic group of students through their teacher, Dr. J, as we like to call him. Um, Dr. J and I met at a, an event what, three, four months ago, I suppose. And at that event, when he shared all the things he was doing with this entrepreneurship class, I thought, oh my goodness, I need to learn more about this group. And so he invited me to come to the school as a guest teacher. I guess that's what you call it, a guest teacher, guest lecturer, instructor, or whatever. And not only did I get to go as a guest, but the students, these guys right here on the screen who are gonna to talk to you in just a moment, gave me some fantastic ideas for what I should do for my business. And I, you know, I've never taken entrepreneurship classes before, so I'm so glad to have tapped into your collective creativity and your wisdom, and so excited to have you all here today. Welcome to Time to Come Alive. All right, so just to get started, because there's a lot of you, I thought it would be great just to go around the room and have each of you just tell us your name, your age, your your grade, maybe something interesting about you. And Dr. Jay, I'm going to start with you. So if you could just unmute yourself and just tell us a little about, about you. Okay, thanks, Valerie. So I'm Dr. Jay, and um, this is the, the, the students in the class, and we, everyone from, I think it's age 10 through 16, um, and uh, we're an entrepreneurship class. Uh, at a school called Gray Matter here in Richardson, Texas, that really caters to homeschool kids. So all the students that are participating today here have been either homeschooled or homeschooled together in a group at the school. And I felt there was an opportunity to offer entrepreneurship for their futures, not only for them to learn about how to start a business, but also to tap into their creativity, um, to have a success early in their life to give them a sense of, of self-esteem and a positive affirmation, a way to make money instead of asking their parents for money. Um, and so we started, and this is 
about the fifth time I've taught this course. I've taught at other different schools. And so the students here today will share with you what they've done with their businesses and how it's been for them and what they learned. And I think this is an opportunity to share. Uh, I think all young people should be exposed to entrepreneurship, uh, whether they're going to become entrepreneurs or not. It gives them an opportunity in the future to uh, kind of create their own destiny, start their own business. I think more and more corporations are, are scaling back um, and there's more and more competition globally. So I think young people who, who know how to start their own businesses are out of opportunity uh, going forward in the global economy. So with that, I'll turn it over to these bright young minds to share their wisdom and knowledge with you and hopefully other young people listening in. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for the connection, Dr. J. You bet. All right. We'll just go down the row here and I'll uh, point to Luke and to go first. Just introduce yourself, say a couple things about yourself and then we'll go down to the next person. Okay, my name is Lucan. I'm 16 years old and I wanna say in 10th grade, but I won't do that. <laughs> with what I think. Uh, just something to know about myself, uh, I, I play piano. So. Oh, what kind of music do you play? Well, uh, I'm going to have to be honest, um, just sh TV show and movie themes so far. So Those are the best. So I uh, got yeah, Davy Jones, Parts of the Caribbean. Uh, they're just show themes. Parks and Rec, I can play that one. So. Awesome. Thank right you, Luke. Good to be here. Good to have you here. All right, let's go with Daniel next. All right, so... Um, uh, I am Daniel and I am 11 years old and um, I play a lot of sports right now, but uh, um, they're all canceled. So um, I've got a side sport that I'm working on that is disc golf. So you said disc golf. What is disc, yep. golf? disc golf as in um, frisbee golf? Ah, got it. Okay. I think I've seen something. I've not actually played it, but. Cool. Yes, yeah, you just throw frisbees and you try to get and you try to get them in a basket in the least amount of throws. So, got it. All right, cool. Very cool. Yep. Thank you, Daniel. All right, let's go with Elena next. Hi, I'm Elena. Um, I'm 13, and I really love fashion and sewing and creating my own clothes and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Elena. It's there's but there's something particular that you like to sew, right? Um, not really. It's no? just basically whatever I see in the store or something, and I'm like, ooh, I want to recreate that. Or um, I look in my closet, and I see something that isn't there, and I'm like, huh, that should be there. And so I'll So you, you like it. to create from scratch? Yeah. Ah, very yeah. nice. Typically, I try to get a pattern, but sometimes I find, like, a tutorial online or something like that. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, Elena. Nice Thank to have you. you. All right, let's go with... Kieran next. Um, I'm Kieran and I'm 16 years old. Um, I believe I'm in 10th grade, same with Lucan in this boat. <clears throat> and I enjoy acting. What kind of acting? Um, play stuff, like, you know, on a play or on a stage. Okay. Not like, you know, do you want to do commercials or movies at some point? I mean, that's, that's fine, but, um, I think that on a stage is a better form of acting. Ooh, better form of acting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you so much, Karen. And then last but not least, Zara. 
so my name is Zara. I am 12 years old and I enjoy doing art because the business I was working on was a uh, car design and I also um, do ballet and a whole bunch of different styles of dance. Awesome. You said, did you say car design? Oh, card, card, like greeting cards, right? Yes. And I remember you do your own artwork, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What do you design? Um, a variety of things. I like drawing quite a bit of different things and stuff, a variety. Okay. All right, good. We'll, we'll hear more about that in the, in the next few minutes. Okay, so what I thought I'd start off by finding out from each of you is why did you decide that taking entrepreneurship class was important to you? I, I don't know if it was like an elective, it was something that you were inspired to do or if you were just invited, but what was it that had you say yes to taking an entrepreneurship class? Love to hear from any of you. Go ahead, Karen. What, what do you think? Um, I'm just gonna have to say that my parents chose this class for me. Um, <laughs> That might be some other people as well, but I thought I'd say it first. Okay. Well, wait, 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 wait. No, you can't just say that and, well, <laughs> and log off. Well, it's not that oh. I'm not enjoying the class. It's just I didn't have much choice in the <laughs> picking of it. Well, let me ask you, Karen, why do you think your parents thought this was a class for you to take? Um, well, I didn't have a class between one and... 2.30. Um, also, my dad has had a lot of, not, all right, not the same thing, but he, he teaches himself skills. And then, um, like, for instance, as if he was about to create his own business, but doesn't create his own business because um, just too much risk. Um, he did he did create like his own company at one point for an app, but maybe that's he wanted me to do something along the lines of that. I don't know. Okay. Sounds like you might have to have a conversation with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Karen. Let's hear from Elena and then Daniel. Well, I've always really wanted to um like have a business and I me and my brother actually did have a business when we were younger. It was a fulfillment business. Um we were working for our dad and we like packed envelopes for him. Um, but since I found out that I liked fashion a lot, I've always wanted to have a um, clothing brand and a clothing business um, for pretty much everybody, but most the younger generation, like my own generation. Um, so yeah, that's why I joined it. And because I've always been interested in learning about business and because my dad is an entrepreneur, I've learned from him, but then I've also wanted to have a different like perspective and a different view. Okay, got it. So some, you already knew that you wanted to go into business. So this was an opportunity for you to actually back it up with some additional knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. Thank you. All right, Daniel. And then Zara. All right, so um, I... Uh, I've been, I've like been a little, uh, been, I've really liked doing it, the, the idea of making my own, uh, building my own, uh, build a business and all that. And just, um, selling things, writing, <laughs> I mean, uh, 
I've been doing different businesses as a kid, starting from like when I was like a a five making homemade lemonade. So, and selling that. And, um, I've always been, I've always been in love with the whole idea of making my, making a business and thinking of new things to come up with and, um, doing stuff like that. When did you start your lemonade on your venture? Five? Um, it was, it was a while ago. I don't exactly remember, but I just, um, I, I told my mom, I'm just like, cause I saw, cause, uh, I went on a vacation once and I saw, I saw another kid making a lemonade stand. And I'm just like, mom, I want to do that. <laughs> so nice. So, but you don't remember what, how old you were, but how long did you do it? Was like at a summer thing? Was it like a weekend? It was, it was like, I don't know. It was like two hours on like a week net, a weekend on a hot sunny day in Georgia when I was like five. So, all right, very cool, good. So you had your start in the, you had your experience of entrepreneurship at an early age. Yes, yes, and um, uh, my mom introduced me into like other. Uh, kid entrepreneurs, uh, successful entrepreneurs, and I uh, remember my love for that. And I I chose this class, <laughs> although it is the only Tuesday class that I have. So okay, so kind of like Karen, you just had to. There was a spot for it. Good. There was a spot for it, and um, I mean, it was it was something that I chose, and I I, I was. In fact, it was kind of the opposite as Karen. I was pestering my parents to put me in this class, not them pestering <laughs> me to be in the class. So you wanted to take the lead on that one. Good. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. All right, want to hear from Zara and then Luke and you too. Uh, for me, I've always loved art and I always thought it'd be a great idea to start a business on it. And for quite a not while now, I've been, when I'm older, I want to have my own business and I want to be an entrepreneur. And I thought this class was such a great opportunity to learn how to and set up for it. So, yeah. So you, you also signed yourself up or told your parents that you wanted to sign up for it? And also my parents um, agreed with me and they thought it'd be a great opportunity for me. Very good. Thanks, Zara. Lucan. All right. Uh, well, for a while, I've just had a bunch of ideas uh, bounce through my head and had no idea in any way how I was going to make them happen in any way. So just uh, doing this class to have a stable way to make those ideas uh, become realities. That's the main. So you needed, a, you needed a vehicle to get, to kind of get, keep you accountable, it sounds like? Yeah. Ah, so speaking of that, Luke, and tell us about the business that you set up and how, because I know that I remember from the class that you and I had a little conversation about what happened. So can you talk about the business you set up, the idea that you actually started and what happened? Uh, the chess one? Yeah, or whichever one you started after. I think you were working on some other things. Oh, uh, the, one of them was just a hypothetical idea. But then there was the, okay. The, the chess one. So the chess was... Uh, a chess tournament where um, each person would put in a certain amount of money. I'd set the certain amount aside for profit and then the charity donation. And then the other would be the, the winner. So it was the idea was to get a bunch of people to 
go in and then uh, organize it by levels of what people thought, what uh, experience level they thought they were. Okay. And how did, so I'm curious about how this idea that you had, how was that, how did the, the class help you actually start making that idea come to life? Uh, well, it started when Dr. J, well, when we were all just thought, talking about our businesses, it was just like anything you, that you were passionate about, just put it all down on a piece of paper. And uh, there's a bunch of things that I like that I wasn't, I wasn't in the situation to be able to create something like that or just didn't have the means uh, to do so. But chess, I've been playing that a lot recently. I just got like a, a new chess board from uh, like a really old chess board from my uh, grandfather. And so that was just the highest point of interest uh, for me at the time. Okay, so you made a list of all the stuff that you're passionate about. Sounds like all of you had to do the same, right? Write a list of the things you're passionate about. And then from that, you chose the one you were going to do. Lucan, what is that in your hand? What is that? Microphone. Oh, that's your microphone. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. I'm, I'm a gamist. Ah, I, 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 <laughs> that's it. Got it. Yeah. So you have all the special tools. Oh, yeah. I got to get the communications <laughs> down. Love it. Oh, so here's, a, here's another question. And whoever wants to take it, please go ahead. What, what, what were you most surprised about learning about yourself or learning about business as a result of your class? What were you most surprised to learn about yourself or about business as a result of this class? Yeah, Daniel. So, um, for me, it was just a, I was just surprised at how much I was able to uh, how much I was capable of and how much I could actually um, do. I mean, um, me, I started a socks business and because uh, I had like a list of things and like tie-dye socks is, uh, was, I, I've loved art for a while, just like painting, but I'm not really good at drawing. So um, uh, I ch chose something a little bit more um, me in a way and um something that i could grow and expand on and it's it's has been working for me and i was just surprised at how much i could actually do so what exactly did you do that was surprising to you so you knew you liked art and you knew that drawing wasn't it although it sounds like you may be partnering with zara in the future but what exactly <laughs> what, what was it that 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 you learned about that process um uh, honestly, um, I learned how to, um, uh, again, get myself out there and to, um, uh, be a, I guess, be a, uh, a salesman in the sense that I could, uh, create, create things and, um, sell them to other people and they will enjoy what I sell and all that, so... I, I did. I saw some of your socks and, and heard some raving reviews about them. I think Dr. J was actually wearing some <laughs> that day he told me about your class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good promo. And that, that, I, I want to make sure that each of you share your, your, your business, your project, and also what's happened since. Okay. So keep that in the back of your mind. Let's go with Luke and then Kieran. Okay. So something just I realized and learned about myself. So I am 
a perfectionist, but exclusively to the things I actually care about. If I don't care about it, I'm, I'm very quick to detach myself from it and it doesn't really matter. But if I actually like it, I'll beat myself up in any possible mistake I make. Because uh, it just—it's something that uh, I've I invested a lot of time in, and I just feel like, oh, that was a waste of time. But this class was able to help me uh, understand that sometimes failure is necessary uh, to get better and become smarter and learn from your past mistakes. Can you give us an example, Lucan, of what was it that you what what was a failure that you learned from? Uh, so not enough people signed up, but I I was able to equate that to oh, my fault. I don't like it when something bad happens but it wasn't my fault. Uh, so team sports are difficult for me. So if like, yeah, I lost a game that I played really well and someone else didn't mm. and I can't fix something that I did because it was someone else's fault that, that makes me, uh, that it's a difficult thing for me to, uh, to grasp. So that's why I went into fencing because it's my own thing. And I can, if I fail, I, I, I wasn't fast enough. So that's, uh, that was the whole thing right there. Okay, so you take a lot of responsibility for your successes and for failures, it sounds like. Okay, I get that, I get that. And that could be, I, I can hear the responsibility in it, and I can also hear the pressure that that creates. Interesting, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how you all deal with pressure in a second. Uh, all right, Karen, let's hear from you. What did you learn in this class about yourself or about the business? Um, how many people will actually pay for um, a product or service that a, a kid made or does. Um, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but um, I actually did another thing just for my neighborhood. Um, and I got, I didn't expect to get anyone to um, buy my service, but I got two people to, um, you know, Pay me to do what I'll talk about later. Well, just go talk about it now. You're kidding. okay. You're having, um, I'm in suspense. What? What? What did you? I is just um, raking people's lawns for the okay. for leaves. Well, okay. So talk me through. How did you figure out that this was something that people would be willing to pay for, and what were you charging that you were so surprised that people would pay? No, I was just surprised that anyone would do it because I. I'm an inexperienced 16-year-old who has had next to none, no experience as outside of my own yard. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I made some business cards. I just printed some paper and put my name on it and phone number and um, went around handing them out. Um, then I just waited for um, – actually, no one actually called me. Um, I actually, they told me that they needed something when I gave them the card. Mm. Um, so I did one, um, I raked one person's, um, lawn and I actually helped another person. Um, they had just cut down a tree and they had all the wood and they just needed it cut down into smaller pieces so they could, um, get it hauled away. So yeah, two people paid me to do some work, and I'm just kind of surprised that anyone would. Why, why did that surprise you, Karen? Because I have seen um, professional lawn maintenance um, workers come in, break people's lawns, mow their lawns, 
trim hedges, you know, stuff like that. You know, at least one per weekend, one person decides to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking that they wouldn't, they'd pick the professionals over me. But wow. interesting. Yeah. Well, well, this I think that brings up an interesting subject. Um, so whoever wants to take this, I'm curious, what is it about young you know, youth, in your case, you know, you guys are all young people. What is it about what you bring to a project or to a product or a service that makes you so special? What, what, is, the, what is this youth? Yeah, what does a young person bring to a project product that makes it special? Elena? I would say that it's um, a fresh mind. Um, we haven't really been beaten down saying, oh, that's not a good idea. You can't do that. It'll never happen. Uh, we just have so many ideas and we just want to see if they'll work and see if we can pursue them. Yeah, I think tell, it's a fresh mind. So tell us about what you brought to your product. Tell us what the project was that you did or the product and how you brought a fresh mind to it. <laughs> Mine wasn't really what I want to completely do. It was um, like a a first step, pretty much. I made scarves and skirts and I sold them at school. Um, but I eventually want to get into full like clothing, like pants and uh, skirts and shirts and um, accessories and everything. And so, yeah, it started off like that and then I want to expand it. Okay. But I'm curious about, you said what you, what you bring or what youth brings oh, is a fresh mind. Okay. So what um, was it about, you know, clothing's been around for a long, long time. So what was it about your perspective on clothing that you felt was fresh and different? I don't think I brought anything to the table um, because you can't really reinvent the wheel so many times that it's just, oh my gosh, it's another wheel. It, it, uh, you can change the fabric used and the cut used, but I, um, my goal wasn't to re, like reinvent a skirt or anything, it was to create a business and see if that would work. And so I wouldn't say that I particularly um, tried to experiment with my designs, but I think that the general youth, we haven't been exposed to um, the harshness of the world, I suppose. And so if we do have ideas, we, like I said, we want to roll with them and see where they'll go. Got it. Got it. So just bringing a fresh perspective that's not, that's not been impacted by, by life. <laughs> like sometimes right. people yeah. are, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Get that. Thank you. Daniel, what, what do you think about that? Do you want me to, I'll unmute you. Go ahead. Um, so uh, I think it's just the fact that a lot of people want to support youth and what they do, and uh, because uh, and they want to su- they do, they want to support the young minds and let them try stuff that they know they possibly can do. Um, uh, I think that um I've had I've had lots of success, uh, selling products like even outside the school. Um, selling my products outside the school with like family members and um, other friends and stuff 
that I know of. And um, I just think people uh, really like supporting the whole youth business thing. And um, people aren't so quick at shooting people down, like uh, Elena said, uh, to youth. And um, yeah, I think that really helps. And I can, I can imagine that this, it is, that's probably why it's so hard to say no to Girl Scouts when they're out there selling their cookies. You're like, oh, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Very true. So let me ask you guys, what, what do adults do that encourage you? Like when you say, Daniel, you say that you feel, feel supported. sounds like people actually, you know, would want to stop and listen to what you are doing or how you're doing it. But what are some things that in your life or in your, your relationships with other adults, what are things that they do to, that support you? I mean, my grandma, for instance, um, she comes like um, uh, every couple of days and just like advice uh, socks for, uh, that like match the socks that match with her outfit and all that. Cause she, <laughs> she really likes them and all that. So, yeah, I, uh, and um, uh, it's just uh, a lot of people just say like say to us young kids like uh, keep it up, keep going. Um, you'll do great one day, and you'll be a great entrepreneur eventually if you keep working at it and uh, stuff like that. So okay. So by purchasing your product and also giving you some encouraging word. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Zara, I want to hear how are people encouraging and supporting you? Zara? Uh, probably my parents the most because both of them, they have a art background. They though were able to go into it. But they definitely have always thought it'd be an amazing idea, and they thought it was such a great opportunity and like idea that I'm starting at such a young age, and that I'm wanting to start at such a young age, and to, um, I guess they're just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, but they they give you opportunities. It sounds like they do, yeah. and they really like, encourage me and um help me on and. Do give positive info. Oh, that's huge. Good. Yay, parents. Yeah. <laughs> Even those that put you in classes that you don't want to be in, Karen. <laughs> Karen, what are you going to say? First, I never said I didn't want to be in this class. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, this is going to sound cold, but speaking of my parents, um, actually, let me back up. I sold brownies um, as the business that I made. Um, if anything, I think my parents wanted my business to fail so I could bring home the brownies so they could eat them. <laughs> um, I didn't sell, or a couple of times I didn't sell all my brownies and they were perfectly happy eating the rest of them. Um, but I think the person who supported me the most would be um, another teacher at the school, um, Mr. Escobar, um, if any of you have met him. Um, he would come by um, after the day was, um, or the market was closing and um, buy the rest of my brownies um, so he could keep his students in check. Um, 
He would use the brownies to keep his students yeah. in check or keep himself in check. <laughs> no, I think it was just the students. Okay. Um, but yeah, whenever I brought the brownies into the room, everyone was super happy to have them. And that always made me feel better. Yeah, brownies do light up a room. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dr. J. Um, and Dr. J, can you also tell us a little bit about the, the project so that people understand what was this? What, what, were, what were these projects or services that your students came up with and the intention behind it? Yeah, so, so first of all, I'm really proud of all of you guys for speaking up and sharing with people. It takes a lot to be on the spot and, and share your thoughts with others, but it's so valuable to talk about what you're doing. Um, so the class started as, as Luke and shared, we, we come up with a list of their hobbies. What are your hobbies? And then from your hobbies, what are you most passionate about? What really makes you happy? What would uh, drive you? So whether it's um, being an artist or baking or, or sewing clothes or creating super socks, tie-dye super socks or a chess tournament. Um, I've had students who were hunter jumpers with horses and they did uh, horsehair jewelry. So even one student who had a bug collection and we did uh, at another school, we actually did beekeeping and we sold honey uh, and made beeswax candles. And so the idea was to, to create something they loved that they were passionate about. So then they, uh, we had a mission statement, a vision statement. We followed the, the three P's of conscious capitalism, profit, planet, and people. So each student had to come up with a charity. They wanted to give 5% of their, their profits to. Um, and so it just emerged organically. They each came up with their own businesses and their products. And then an hour before class, we had a market, a business fair each, each uh, Tuesday at school and their peers, other students could buy their products as well as parents or people who wanted to come in. And I happen to have a pair of Daniel's super socks right here <laughs> just to show how cool these super socks were. Um, the other thing, so if you want a pair of super socks, Daniel, how do they get a hold of you to buy super socks? How do they get a hold of you, Daniel? Uh, well, um, I have a Facebook page uh, called Daniel Zuber Socks, and um, I have a couple socks on there and um, uh, socks listed on there. So if you, and I also can do orders and things, like if you want specific colors or if you want specific style or anything, then I can do that. So. Cool. Okay, so go to Daniel Super Socks on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So these are just I happen to have them. And the other thing we did is each student um, made a video. We called it the perfect pitch video where they had to learn, like in, in all businesses, you'd learn the elevator pitch where you have to present your products. And so they each had to learn how to present, get in front of the camera. And then we, as a class, critiqued each other through constructive crit uh, critiques and crit constructive criticism. And so they're able to help each other improve the videos. The first videos came out and then they got another opportunity to do a, a second round of videos. So uh, the videos were fantastic. I mean, um, really came, came to life, their, their businesses. And so that was another part of the class to actually learn how to promote their business uh, with a video. That's fantastic. I, I love, first of all, the notion that you all got an opportunity to bring something to the world. I, an idea that you were passionate about, first of all, because not everybody, not 
all of us, I think, have ideas. All of us have something we're passionate about and not everybody gets to act on it. The fact that you had a dedicated time and class and leadership and guidance to do that, I think is ph phenomenal. And, and more so, the things that you say about the adults in your lives that supported you sounds like it was so important for you to hear encouraging words from them. You also had people who purchased your product or took advantage of your services. And then most of all, gave you opportunities. It sounds like those are the three things that really help young people or anybody, really, any entrepreneurs be successful, is that we need people who give us encouragement, people who buy our products and services, and then give us an opportunity. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit because clearly this is a time in our lives. You know, this is March 2020. We're in the midst of coronavirus and it's taken the world by storm, literally and figuratively. I am curious about how what's happening right now in the world is impacting you all, whether that's in your home, in your education, in your mind. How is it impacting you? Let's start with from Luke, and I'd love to hear from you first. Okay. Um, well, I'm an extrovert. Uh, I, I need people to function normal ways. And there's no people around anymore. We're all in our homes. It's getting getting jittery. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the way it's 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 got. Kind of, started the most and then it was just it was weird because it was just we my family had like a very stable like we'd we'd eaten we'd cook in, uh, at home like uh, Sunday to Thursday and then Friday and Saturday we'd eat out and then all of a sudden we were home all those days and Friday and Saturday we just got takeout and now the whole there's a shelter in place so now necessary it's only necessary businesses so now it's just going to be uh, most whatever whatever we can I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. I'm not terribly worried, but it's, it's different. Yeah. I, I totally get what you mean. I'm an extrovert as well. And it, yeah, it can be a bit lonely. <laughs> it can be boring and all those things come up every once in a while. Um, are you the only child looking? No, uh, sisters. Right, right behind me. <laughs> okay. She, she just got a knock on her door. I, I she'll enjoy that a hundred percent. She might come and join you. That way you don't maybe have to today. see see if she knocks and says I'm too loud. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Luke. And all right, let's hear from Elena and then Zara. Well, um, I am also extroverted most of the time, but also I am totally fine staying in my room all day because I have projects. I have YouTube. I have Netflix. I can bring food from downstairs and. <laughs> I am totally fine in my room. But then also me and my mom were talking and because this is such a odd time in our lives, like school is crazy and we're all holed up in our houses and me and my mom were talking and you know how um, parents used to say, well, when I was younger, it snowed every day when I went to school and I had to go uphill both ways. <laughs> she was talking about that and She's clearly She's not this from is Texas. That doesn't happen. And so basically, we can tell our kids about this and like, oh, well, the spring of 2020 was quite a uh, eventful time for us. We had online school and <laughs> had to be uh, stuck in our houses. And so I think it's, it's a good opportunity to look around and see what we need 
topic before, like I actually miss school and I typically hate school, but I get to see my friends. And so, yeah, I think it's a good time to realize what you enjoy most in life so that you can keep doing it. Well, it sounds like you're managing it beautifully. You know, you have, you have everything at your fingertips, literally yep. all the shows, the food. All right. So you're, you're well balanced then. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Good. Good to hear that, Elena. <laughs> I have a I have a 13 year old niece, and she shared yesterday how she's like, I want to go back to school. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yes, I know. Why? You and she shared, but that's her social. Exactly. She's like, that's my social outlet. It's not the same to talk on the phone or to see them on video. I I want to see them in person, and I want to get away from my four siblings. So I'm like, oh, I get it. I get that too. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Zara, what, what, what about you? Uh, me, like earlier I said, I'm a dancer. To where I have a lot of energy and I'm not being able to use it. <laughs> so I'm kind of going crazy at my house. Um, though for like socialing and stuff, I'm pretty much an introvert, but except I have three main friends I'm very close with at my dance and I'm not being able to see them. So it's quite different also not having like a schedule like I'm used to. So I'm kind of lost. <laughs> oh man, that's gotta be rough. So so dance, is that something that you can do with other people online or at home? What what is it like to dance at home compared to being out and about? Um, it's you can still can do the same things like if you have an open area and stuff like that. But like at a dance studio, you normally have special floors. And then like at my house, my floor is concrete. So I can't exactly do everything or else I'll hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please don't do that. Not on account of dancing. Uh, tell me again, what, what, how long have you been dancing and what kind of dancing? I've been dancing since I was three. And I do tap, jazz, ballet, and contemporary. But I have a total of six classes every week. And I don't have that anymore. <laughs> wow. That's a huge change. So where does the energy go? Like my family a lot since we are more clothes in our house and stuff. We've been going a lot more walks and things like that almost every day because of me acting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's get her out of the house, please. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that you're a self-admitted <laughs> that you're you need to get out, get some air, burn some energy. Cool. Thanks, Zara. Uh, Daniel and then Karen. All right. Um, so for me, uh, it's kind of the same thing as your um, 13 year old niece. Um, I have four siblings and I am stuck at home and I uh, love school. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Um, I've been doing three sports lately at the same time on um, this past semester and uh, school year and um and soccer swimming and jujitsu so um and with those out of the way I have like absolutely every single day is just all right you've got homeschool you've got piano and then you've got like your regular other things and then um and then and then these like online video calls and all that so 
it doesn't quite cut it does it no <laughs> and just like zara i'm com i'm a i've got quite a bit of energy so i've been spending my days doing handstands every every minute of my life handstands <laughs> yes are you like yes. going up and down stairs doing handstands i wish <laughs> not yet i mean well, i've got a you got something to work I, yeah, I've got a trampoline uh, in my backyard, so that's something that I can do. And I've also got, um, like, I, uh, even with this whole, like, lockdown going on, I'm um, still available to go out as long as I stay six feet away from everybody else. So I can still do my side sport disc golf, as I've said earlier. So Okay. Yeah, it's, it's got to be tough. If you have a lot of energy to burn, that being kind of locked up makes it very, very difficult. So yeah, you have to find some creative outlets. Sounds like some of you are going to be starting a home gym business. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I already have. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have. You're doing like handstands. You're going to be the handstand specialist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. My sister is stuck at home from the gym. She usually goes to the gym like every once in a while, every like two days and all that. And she's, uh -huh. she like, she was able to get some supplies. And so she's just doing that every day at home. So. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, my outlet is I go to the grocery store and buy food, and that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got it. Thanks, Daniel. Karen? Um, honestly, it hasn't changed that much. Um, I, I was already taking a break from acting, so I'm not going out to do that. Um, well, okay. School, that's a, that's a big thing. I'm not going to school. Um, but, like, social life, I've... I use Discord. I hang out with Lucan all the time on Discord. Um, What's Discord? It's it's like Skype, but better quality. I I think. Mm. Um, I haven't used Skype in a while, um, but it's it's all the little things that make make it more difficult. Like before this whole fiasco started, I um, got a new library card and I put some books on hold, and the library's closed and I can't go and get those books. Oh. So. Stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so yeah, the so it sounds like your schedule, or at least your energy, is is still being utilized, but you're having to find other creative ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. All right, Dr. J, what do you what would you say about all this? Okay, so I had a couple of thoughts and and then a question. So, of course, we're all going through this massive change, and and, and we've talked about in class when there's massive change it's very hard for us as humans to deal with massive change uh, because we like things are consistent. We like to have this sense that we're in control. And so I think one of the things, it's a really big lesson for everyone, what, what, no matter what age you are on the planet, to learn that we have to get comfortable with, that we can't control everything. And there's some things that we don't control and try to get comfortable with that, which is very difficult for human beings to, to, to feel that we're out of control. Um, kind of like people who are afraid to fly or whatever. So it's about trying to just be calm and know that we're going to get through this. Um, and as young people, um, you're serving an important role by staying indoors to help other people, as you've heard, to flatten this curve, to try to keep people who are more at risk from getting the, the virus. And so I really admire your generation really doing what they need to do to help everyone. It's also a time for us to come together in community. And so my question is, some people my generation and older have kind of looked at your generation and thought, oh, they do, they do everything digital and everything is online. It's, it's Discord or 
uh, gaming or social media. Uh, and I know you're a little bit of a different group because you've been kind of homeschooled and you're slightly a different set subset of the population of, yeah, of youth. But given this time out, this giant time out for the planet, I was curious because you're all talking about you miss the human interaction. You miss that human interaction. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are when we get back to some kind of normal. Um, do you think you'll feel more balanced? Like you, you'll try to be more can know and realizing how important that person to person connection is. It doesn't, you can't really re replace that um, on a conference call. And I want to get your thoughts. Do you think that you're going to, you, you've learned how important that is that maybe to put your technology away for a while and how important it is to be with others or not. That's mm -hmm. my question. Cause I think that's an interesting question yeah. that now is drawing light on. Let's start with Elena. I want to hear what you think. And then Daniel, will have to up, up I next. definitely think uh, that once I'll be able to see my friends more, I will take the time and um, opportunity to get to see them because I do miss my friends so much. And typically I see my friends uh, in my neighborhood every weekend. Like they come over to our house or we go over to their house and I'm with my best friends and my neighborhood friends and just so many people are around me and now I don't get that. And so I definitely think that whenever I have the inkling of, ah, I'm too lazy, I just wanna stay home. I'll be like, no, they're my friends. This is a good opportunity to see them. And so I will definitely take advantage of that. Okay. So your, your friends are going to hear this, Elena. And if you ever say no to them, they will pull they'll this back why. out and go, they'll like, look at minute 34, where she says she will never say no to going out with us. Okay. That's fine. I'm sure. accountable. <laughs> cool. All right, Daniel, what would you say to that? Honestly, for me, um, I, I am a social butterfly. I need, I really like people around me. I have my close friends at school and I can't really see them in person. I have my close friends in the neighborhood, like Elena was saying, and I, uh, I can't see them. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, um, uh, for me, it's just, it's kind of hard for me just to stay home um, and uh, not be able to play with friends, not be able to uh, really go out for quite a bit and quite a while. And so, yeah. yeah. My family's not very affected. Like none of them are at high risk. So I don't really... But I have friends who are who have families that are at high risk at this virus, and um, so I try not to go to them and interrupt them in any way. So, um, yeah. No, that's really good. It's, it's important for all of us to take that into consideration. Yeah, if all of us act like we already have the virus, and the likelihood that people will be more responsible about what we touch, where we spend our time, how we take care of ourselves and our surroundings. Uh, will have the attention it deserves, right? It needs. So in that, at least, at least I have my big family and my two cats, two orange tabbies, <laughs> complete goofballs. Um, You're surrounded. <laughs> you are surrounded. <laughs> so let me let me ask you guys this. Uh, we're kind of we're coming up to the end here. I'd love for each of you to answer this in your own way. 
when you think about the, the society that we have today and the things that entrepreneurs can do to be of greater service. You know, I love that Dr. J, you mentioned that you all studied the principles of conscious capitalism, right? You use that as part of your business model. I'm, I'm curious about what advice would you all give businesses, especially knowing that there's, we're going to have to be creative now in order for people to, to survive through what's happening right now with our economy, but also even beyond business as usual may not work. What advice do you want to give to businesses or our entrepreneurs who might come up with a new business as a result of everything that you've been experiencing throughout this time? We'll start with Daniel and then Elena on deck, but I'd like for each of you to answer this. So think about what you would say. Go ahead, Daniel. So, um, it's uh, if you think it's got to be aware of your surroundings and what people need and the economy and what what people um what most people uh do not have right now as in like uh we were talking about in our last cl class like uh look at your surroundings i mean there's lots of people and they're gonna need masks i mean like so why uh, you make some creative little masks for um, those other people and all that. And so just be aware of your surroundings and what people need. Okay. So it sounds like we might be seeing some tie dye masks coming out into the market. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying we'll, we'll be on the lookout. <laughs> Super mask. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Uh, Elena and then Zara. I would say me personally, I have done a lot of online shopping and I really appreciated how I'm able to find almost anything that I need on those types of websites. And um, I think that for businesses to be able to branch out onto an online service so that people can uh, reach them from their household is a really smart way to do it because many more people with access to the internet, of course, um, I think would be able to see the business more instead of just, because especially if they, I don't know, don't have the ability to go out of their house and to actually see the business on the street. If they're just, you know, browsing the internet and then they see it pop up, they will check it out more often than they would being able to see it on the street. Okay. So if your business, your business is not currently optimized to be online, check it out. Go do that. Cause Elena wants to buy more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Elena. Good, Thank good words. Zara, then Lucan. Um, probably for like businesses and stuff to be aware of everything that is happening and to know that you're not probably, if you're like in a small shop that is like an actual business and stuff and it's online, to know that people, they're not going to come. It also might be closed down. But to maybe think of different ways you can do it, like Elena was saying, probably do an online thing. Um, just to be aware and also for like people, like some people are upset that they can't leave and stuff, but it's important to take care of you and other people. Mm. So you don't wanna accidentally carry something to someone else. Good, so businesses could be really aware of the responsibility they have to be good mm -hmm. social citizens, sounds yeah. like. Yeah, very good, like, like you're being by not going out dancing every day. <laughs> I know, it sounds weird when I say going out dancing, but <laughs> you're actually in class, so it's legit. Cool, thank you, Zara. 
Lucan and then Kieran. Uh, I mean, okay, I don't really know what I could tell other people to do, but if I was in the situation, you know, just analyze, like, this is what people buy in these situations. If, if someone asked me, it's like, what do you think people would buy when something, when something was declared a global pandemic? Toilet paper would be way down on that list. That's, that's way, that's like, what? no, I'd, I'd start with like the substantial foods, like probably like bread or this is just stuff that doesn't spoil. I don't know. That would go down like nuts and beef jerky and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's what I'd think people would buy first. All right. So the question every, every <laughs> entrepreneur should have in their mind is what would you buy if you were in the middle of a pandemic? That's the question right. that I right. need. Okay, yeah. got that. <laughs> and bread does spoil, by the way. So if you're I mean, bread yes, but it's filling. <laughs> True. True that. Okay, cool. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> Karen. And then Elena. Uh, I honestly think this is an amazing time for entrepreneurs. Um, there are new problems in the world, and entrepreneurs who are more money focused than creating something they like will create a product that people need at the moment and it will fly off the shelves like like toilet paper so yeah that's how i think um entrepreneurs would yeah yeah so things would fly off the shelf like who knew that toilet paper would be so huge in spring of 2020 <laughs> i didn't see it coming i really didn't to 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 your point karen and luke and i i, I still don't understand exactly why it's flown off the shelves that seems like an inordinate amount of toilet paper is needed. And I don't know if anyone's really using it to the extent that they thought they would. But I, you don't need to answer that question. Just reflect. Yeah. <laughs> Elena and then Dr. J. I also think sustainability is a really good aspect for businesses to have, especially not only because it impacts the, uh, the earth, but also because providing um, clean and healthy products to your customers, especially if they are sustainable, uh, sorry, no, susceptible to the coronavirus, you don't want people to get something, whether it is the coronavirus or not, just to get sick or unhealthy because of your product. And I think that just having a good system and um, clean surfaces, clean products, will really help people in general. That's interesting, because I could also see that we're obviously using the tools to keep things clean, but I wonder if you're creating products and services that already came, that inherently were clean. That, that might be an interesting thing to look at. And yeah, probably really hot by after all of this is said and done. All right, Dr. J. I just had a, a a humorous comment about the toilet paper, and that is, um, I've been, you know, we're all kind of baffled about this this phenomenon of the, the rush on toilet paper. And so far as I can see from reading um, what psychologists are saying, it's a response again to that loss of control, that people are out just doing something because they're so afraid. And so their natural tendency is, oh my God, we need toilet paper, right? So the fact that they're out doing something gives them a sense of more control that at least they're doing something. Right. So, um, I don't know if that's the true situation, but I buy it. I mean, I think that's, that's a natural tendency when we're, we're afraid we want to reach out and do something that gives us more sense of control. So, yeah, I think if, yeah, when we connect to the scarcity mindset, 
I mean, there, there's something to be said, and we don't have to get into it today, but there's something to be said for that sometimes being the driver and motivation for, for people to purchase, that there's not only a need, but then there's also a hunger, like a, a, at this point in time, some things even, I would say, desperation in some ways, or at least in the early stages of this, there seemed to be a lot more. Go out and get as much as you can. And I think now, I, I love those businesses who are now starting to manage their business more consciously. For example, you can only take two of this or you can only fill one cart. You know, they're being more mindful about how they also serve customers. And uh, the, the last thing that I think of, and you guys all alluded to it in your, in sharing about how difficult or easy it is to be at, at home, right? Now that we're all supposed to be kind of locked down quarantine but the idea is that what business leaders and entrepreneurs can probably do best at this point is stay connected stay connected with one another stay connected with your customers be informed i you know i actually appreciate so much when the companies that i've that i that i subscribe to newsletters from or perhaps i purchase their products have sent you know, their CEO letters out saying, this is how we're managing the business moving forward. And this is how it might impact you. But staying in touch with customers, I think is something that we might undervalue sometimes, especially small businesses. Um, actually, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I probably need to check on some of my own clients. <laughs> so thank you for, for this conversation because it's reminding me of some things to do. Wow. Well, the, the time has flown by so quickly. I am so thrilled and honored that all of you said yes to the invitation to appear on Time to Come Alive today. You, I think you, you, lit, up, you lit up the airwaves with your, your thoughts, your ideas, your suggestions, opinions, your humor. So I, I'm so grateful for each and every one of you taking time out of your busy or not so busy or bored or not so bored schedule <laughs> to be here today. I'm just, I'm just going to give you last 30 seconds. If there's anyone that wants to say anything as we close. I just want to say, can, when it ends, can we stay on after you uh, disconnect for a few minutes? Absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you. Yes. Lynn, I saw you unmuted yourself. Did you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome, dear. Good. Well, again, thank you for having, for all of you being here and sharing what you thought. Uh, for those of you who are listening or watching this, this is our future. This is the future of, of, this, of this country and our society where we have young people out there who are being creative, who are discovering their passions and talents at such a young age, young age and willing to go out there and make something happen. So for those of us who are in a position to provide any supporting words, encouragement. We are there to provide support by purchasing services or products made by young people for young people, right? And then also more, more importantly, giving them opportunities, opportunities to express their skills, opportunities to, to sharpen and develop their talent. And I'm, I'm sure, Dr. J, I'll make sure to put your contact information there too. So if there's anybody that would like to connect with you about how to be involved or how to support entrepreneurship at, at, at the level that you've been, they can learn more from you, if that's cool. Sure. And, 
and students, if you have, if you still have products that you're selling, like for example, Daniel's socks or, you know, Karen, if you're doing your brownies or, you know, Lena, you want to do some fashion stuff, Zara, you have your cards and, and Lucan, if you're still going to do your chess tournament or, or whatever projects you all have coming up, please, please, please let me know. And I'll be happy to also tag that on the link so that people can find out more about it. And, and you can take advantage of, of this online opportunity, this bounty that you all have. So thank you guys again for being part of Time to Come Alive. If you are not, have not subscribed, go to www.timetocomealive.com and you will receive every, every single episode in your inbox. And you know that every week we will have wonderful conversations with interesting, unique people. So you can look forward to another conversation next week. Thanks everyone for joining us. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Ciao. Okay, are we are we off live now? <laughs>